You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get ready for a frenzy. Bring them out, bring them out. The Fantasy Frenzy. What's up? Welcome inside Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Got a big hour coming up for you today. Um, <clears throat> Dr. A will join the program. Obviously, we wanted to talk about um, some of the latest injuries around the NFL as we get ready for the Super Bowl. And uh, obviously, we got to talk about DeMarcus Cousins, his injuries, lots to unpack there. A little bit later on in the program, we'll be joined by, excuse me, Jermaine, Jermon Bushrod, offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins. So um, we talked to him about the Miami Dolphins, get his thoughts. He also has a charity that we want to get out there. So we'll do that. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, good morning. How's it going? Um, it's going well. How you doing this morning? How was the Royal Rumble? It was okay. Okay, that's it? That's it. It was okay. Where was Raw at tonight? I'm assuming Philadelphia usually is the same. It's the same city. That's what I. That's what I thought yeah. too. I this, in Philadelphia. The city of brotherly love. Unfortunately, <clears throat> that's what they call it. Well, that's the prop, right? How many I times are they going to say it? Yeah, that's right. You do have that prop. But Matt Medica, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing good. I feel strong today, and uh, the countdown clock has begun for the Super Bowl. So let's get it on. Yeah, you go right there. Super Bowl Sunday coming up this week. This is Super Bowl week. We are not in the food court at the Mall of America on Radio Row. We're still inside Studio 34. But, um, I will know. be in a food court shortly after this show. <laughs> <laughs> a food court will happen at some point this week. Hopefully it doesn't happen every day this week as I get prepared for Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Forget Super Bowl weekend. It's Hamilton weekend. <laughs> so it's a lot going down uh, this week right here on The Frenzy. So I look forward to today's program. And I think when we get back and we get the first full segment, we'll hop in and we'll get ready to get started and talk about this DeMarcus Cousins injury. We'll start to unpack this thing because a lot of different ways this thing can go with DeMarcus Cousins injury. So we want to break that down, talk with the guys about that a little bit and see uh, the different things that can happen for the New Orleans Pelicans, different things that can happen for Boogie and his agent and other teams around the NBA if they could be willing to take a risk on his services at this point. And then Dr. A will break down the significance of the injury. Jake, for the most part, this is an injury that really affects basketball players more so than any other athlete in professional sports. Uh, you mean the ability to come back from it? Yeah, the ability to come back from a ruptured Achilles tendon. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's always. I don't know that. I, I don't want to say more than any other sport. I just think the timeline is the timeline. Like maybe you can recover a little bit quicker in other sports, but I think any sport, Achilles injury is Achilles injury. It's not good to come back. What they, 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 the basketball players have, they have never really been the same player after these injuries. I mean, I'll say this as far as baseball. I mean, I could skate for hours. Yeah, running up and down a court. When you're pretty quick. No, that, that, it, it will do it for you when you're moving your muscles like that. So, interesting to talk with Dr. A about that. That would be good times right there. Um, something else I want Jake mention. See, because if I'm not mistaken, didn't Deonta Foreman tear his um, rupture, tear, rupture his Achilles towards the end of the season? Was that, I don't know if that was the injury. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I know he had a devastating knee injury. It's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. So... so. I had that on the list for Dr. A also. He, he, I think he had multiple injuries to that. So I don't, might have just not been the Achilles. might have been something else. Well, good. That's, that's why I'm glad. It was torn Achilles week 11. Torn Achilles. Oh, torn Achilles. So, wait a minute. It's the same thing, right? It's the same injury. Ruptured, torn, same thing. Yeah. It's, bad, it's yeah. a bad spot to be in. Feet up. You know what I'm saying? So, 
start to break down this boogie situation, put on our general manager hat, figure out what we're, we're going to do when the player has 26 years old, all the talent in the world, and $175 million coming to him on July 1st. We'll break that down right here on The Frenzy. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Fancy Friends, the FNTSY Radio. Got Dr. A coming up in about 10 minutes from now and start to break down the injury side of the Boogie Cousins. Let you know what his, what Doc has a uh, prognostication for one Mr. Boogie. Yeah, I'm very curious to hear Doc's uh, diagnosis. I got some players on the list for Dr. A that I think are some interesting guys to talk about throughout all sports today. All right, so all in, kit. Let's get ready to break this thing down. So we see... Uh, the game, what was that? was that Friday night? We see the game. Good game in, at the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> New Orleans. Star started too. A lot of people was at the game that night. Uh, broadcast on TV. Rockets, Pelicans, Pelicans playing good ball. Boogie putting up another monster game. 40-pointer, triple-double. Just doing boogie-type stuff. Uh, on the free throw line towards the end of the game. Misses the shot. He goes to get it. He comes up lame. He falls down. He tries to stand back up. Immediately collapses back to the floor, and he's attended on to by the medical staff. Uh, he's taken off the field. He could not put no power on his left leg. At that point, Hubie Brown said, oh, my goodness, this looks terrible. And um, I think we automatically suspected, you know, the armchair doctors automatically suspended a, a ruptured Achilles tendon. So what happens, a ruptured Achilles tendon. I believe surgery is planned for today. DeMarcus Cousins will miss the entirety of the season. Jake, the interesting part about this is DeMarcus Cousins on July 1st was going to get a $175 million offer sheet from the New Orleans Pelicans. That is life-changing money. Now, unfortunately, it looks like that may not, in, in fact, be the deal, Jake Seeley. If you're the New Orleans Pelicans, how do you handle this situation with DeMarcus Cousins come July 1st? I have no idea. Yeah, uh, it's I, tough. It's, 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 I mean, you can't predict right now. It has to really do what happens with his recovery. If he's ready to go and he's back next season, and he's, I mean, 100%, then you go down that path again. And I'm sure, well, the fact is, you know, any sport, they have insurance money. I mean, the Mets are still getting insurance money for David Wright, so they can cover themselves some way with it if they still want to spend a big contract to make sure they keep him. But, I mean, there's no way to say as of today, especially like you, as you said, when it comes to basketball and Achilles injuries, there's no, there's no telling what he's going to be like when he comes back. Man, Madika, put your general manager hat on. You are the general manager of the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I don't know how you got this job as the GM of a basketball team, but apparently they like what they heard on the radio. They brought you in. You're the general manager. The first piece of business you have to handle is what do you do with DeMarcus Cousins? You know, you're going to have to have a conference with the doctors and, you know, what's the recovery looking like, how – how confident are they that he can return to the player he was? Like I said, right now it's really, really risky, really tough to 
make that decision. You're kind of hoping that, like Isaiah Thomas was still around, because he'd be the one that would offer him the $175 million and just be like, we're going all in. Yeah. It's unfortunate, because you don't want to see an athlete, especially an athlete of his talent, especially at this time, when you get so close to that big payday and go down. I'm hoping and I'm assuming that he has some personal insurance entering this season. Mm -hmm. I can't confirm or deny that, but... I would assume that would be the case when you're in such a position for to make a lucrative uh, spot in your career that you would have some sort of insurance. I hope he does. Yeah, for the player's purpose, you hope he does. So, Jake, I'm gonna let you are the general manager of the rest of the NBA, specifically teams that don't really have anything to play for this year. You see that there could be an opportunity to get. DeMarcus Cousins on your team. You don't know what the injury situation is going to be. You do know, listen, I'm willing to pay more than what the Pelicans and the rest of the league are willing to pay for him. Are you willing, would you be bold enough to trade for DeMarcus Cousins at this point? No, because there's no reason to. Because, he's, like you said, he's going to free agency. So what's the point of trading for him? Yeah, that's true, too. Here's the whole thing. Forget yeah. about even trading for Like, say you sign him next year and, like, Whatever, the team has insurance and stuff. But if you're a team that's looking to make that up-and-coming move yeah. and stuff, and, and you put all this money into him, even if you have the insurance and you get covered, say, 75% of that, if he is never the same, that cap hit, that cap cost, you're never going to recover from. And that's the problem right there. So that's why I think uh, you see a situation where Boogie Cousins does not have the, the, the value that he has that he that he has and, and it's nothing you can really find out. We'll ask Doctor A about that when he comes up, but it's nothing you can really find out from this situation by July first. We'll know he'll have the surgery. Surgery likely be a success. Other than that, nothing will really be known. It's just a tough situation for uh, Demarcus Cousins uh, moving you forward. You want what you need? You need you need you need a GM who's like a fantasy GM that always has injury optimism. Yeah. You know, like we always believe oh two to four weeks, he's coming back in two weeks. You know, he'll, See, he'll, be, he'll be ready for Christmas Day. I think as a free agent, I think I'm selling that I'm going to be full go, I'm ready, and I don't want to sign unless it's a max deal. I want what I would have gotten. I mean, I'll take $100 million. If you, I, I want $175 <laughs> yeah, I would take but 100 you may not too. be able to get that right now. So he, I mean, may, uh, he may be close. I mean, it's four to six months, Corey. I mean, he might be close by the time we get to free agency. But like I said, that's, that's something you're just going to have to see because even if he is back to being himself, I mean, is he 100% himself or is he 90% of what he used to be and he's going to be 90% of what he used to be for the rest of his career? Yeah, See, that's, and that's a tough part to deal with right there. This is why I don't understand with players, like, why they get greedy. Like, I understand, I, I like, and the Joe Flacco thing worked out for him, but how often does that really work out? Like, really, I, I, and I know I, we can't speak on it, but at the same time, just to me, it's always been like, what's the difference between making 20 and $25 million a year? Does it really change your lifestyle that much, that extra $5 million? Whereas you could have something you, like this. The, down, the downside is so much greater. I, I just think it's easier to say. Like, put it in our perspective. Can you and, walk away from $5 million? No, no. no I not mean, not, was, not like, no, no, okay, here's $5 no, million I'm, I'm or gonna, nothing, I'm gonna change but 20 to $25 million. Can you walk away from that say extra was, $5 million? Say, you know, $100,000 to $125,000 somebody's offering you, and you've got to decide on, is my quality of life with that $100,000 mm-hmm. worth taking that or do I just go with the money and maybe I got to move and, you know, I'm out of my familiar surroundings. I know it's when you're talking exuberant amounts of money, but it's still $5 million. It's still $5 million. 
But even then, man, like so, it's it's basically it's basically ten percent. So is a hundred to ten thousand versus a hundred thousand really changing the quality of your life that much? But it's still five million. I get what you're saying, and it's a good point. But it's it's hard when you're seeing money oh, on the I don't table. Dis- I, yeah, I don't to, disagree. I, for like us, it's easy. To, hell- for us, it's more yeah, easy. Yeah, it's a yeah, hell yeah. of a lot of money. I'm just saying, like, and it's not. I'm not just saying the quality of life. Like, that's not my only point. I understand your point. Five million is a hell of a lot of money, especially if it's each year. I'm just saying the downside, the risk potential that's that's baked in. There's just the fact of now for him, it might. It's not going to be five million. Now it might be fifty million. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and I think with certain players, I mean, certain players probably, you know, if you're an athlete at this level too, you have that ego where you want to be the highest paid guy. Yeah. So if that extra $5 million makes you higher than, say, the next shooting guard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing that you, you want. It's a prestige factor. It might, not, it might only last for a year or two, but, you know. Right. Now, the, the New Orleans Pelicans were looking in a good spot. They were starting to gel. They were starting to come together. Obviously, this is a major blow for this team. It's no way you can really replace DeMarcus Cousins. If you are a fantasy basketball owner of DeMarcus Cousins, you're not going to go to the waiver wire and pick up nothing like DeMarcus Cousins. Don't even think about Dante Cunningham. This is more usage for Drew Holiday. This is also more usage for Anthony Davis. Jake, more usage for Anthony Davis could lead to injury for him also, though I think that could be another problem that the Pelicans could see coming up, up in over the course of the next couple of months, the second half of the NBA season. Would you agree with that? I mean, from what I know, I don't know that much. But yeah. all I know is that every time I hear Tony, he just says he's never using Anthony Davis in cash because you never know when he's going to leave a game early. So, the, I mean, that's a, if you're going to give him 40 minutes a night, can't see that how it doesn't increase the risk. Yeah, it's tough right there, man. You look, you look at the situation with the team. No, it's uh, like you said, I mentioned the real experts. Like the, for, like, the Pelicans as a team. Now, what's the odds that they don't make the playoffs now? This was a team that we were looking you, – you and Greg were saying could possibly be like the fourth seed at one point. Yeah. Now they might not even be the eighth seed. Yeah, it's a tough, tough, tough blow. So, and this is a team that needs to make the playoffs. Like, you know, for them, it's, it's kind of like being a Bills fan where yeah. 17 years you're not being in the playoffs. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you don't want to succeed to seed. Um, Jake, I know you got on the Tar Heel hat this morning. Yeah. Am I talking out of pocket when I say that Roy Williams should be on the hot seat? Yeah, you are. He's a Hall of Famer. He's never on the hot seat. But Jake, this team, he's this not team a was five hundred. He was like eighteen. He was like eighteen and twelve the one year he wasn't on the hot seat. He's a Hall of Famer. Chashevsky in his down year was never on the hot seat. Yeah, I they get it. They were ranked it. number ten before they lost yesterday but or two days Jake, ago. They <laughs> keep losing, no Jake. They Didn't keep them losing. Didn't them and they have Duke five losses, losing. six now. Oh, yeah, I, I, lost that day too. I get what you're saying. They're, this is not the best team in the ACC by far. It's not going no, to be. It's, the, it's not going Corey, to be the best team in the ACC by if you're by March. The top twenty, let aside the top ten, you're not on. If you're not on the hot seat, Jake, do you? Th- Roy Williams is not, a, is not a good in-game coach. He's not. No, no, no. He's a good in-game coach. He's not the best game plan coach. And if you've seen, this is something I've talked about with like Adam Zadroik used to work with us a long ways back. Yeah, I remember. Is him. the fact that when it comes to defending a three, this team has always struggled to defend. NC State shot 15 to 30 in threes in that game. One kid went perfect, and that includes a half-court heave at the end of the game <laughs> where it was going to overtime. So really, there were 15 to 29 teams who can shoot threes always drain him against North Carolina, and that's where Roy Williams fails. That's the game planning he's not that great at, but in-game, he's fine adjusting, but the practice, he just he can't adjust to that because he's just not good at adjusting to that in general to begin with. He's just he's terrible at drawing up and having defense to cover the three-pointer. Man, I don't like situations where you have coaches that are untouchable. 
just won a national championship. I'm not happy with the product on the court you, you right now. You are not a happy fan. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not backer, yeah, and, I'm not, and, and then he just right lost a couple people to the draft. <laughs> he's had two national championships in what the last ten years, even less than that. Yeah, I mean, he's what do you want from the he guy? Won, you can't go out there and back to win back. a top. top Oh God! I think he should. Uh, no, he should have won back to back. If it wasn't for that shot against Vill the Villanova shot, that'd have been a back to back championship. I think you're going to blame him for that? No, I'm not. But I don't like the way he coaches. He should recruit the Drew Brees kids. <laughs> I think we got to lose Sealy for a minute because I don't think him and Doctor A. I don't think it's synced up like that. So, come back with Doctor A. Miami Dolphins, Jamal Bushrod. A little bit later on in the program, it's the frenzy right here on FNTSY. Playing Daily Fantasy Basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, Wall Street, Matt Medica. All in kid be back with us shortly. Miami Dolphins old lineman, Jamon Bushrod. How about 10, 10, 20, about 20 minutes from now and join the program. But first, we got some business to take care of with my guy, Dr. A. Dr. A, good morning, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good morning to both of you. Happy Monday, Doc. Oh, you got scrubs on, Doc? Looking, Doc uh, has to do a he's surgery ready. today. He's ready. I like it, Doc. Doc is, uh, <laughs> Doc is about to go into surgery. Doc, when you go into your surgery, are you going to be working on one Mr. DeMarcus Cousins? Is that, your, is that, is that why you're dressed up today? <laughs> well, I hope I'm not because he should have been operated on before today. Okay. <laughs> so, he should have been taking place already. So it probably yeah, happened exactly. yesterday. I know he was with the team on Saturday, so maybe it happened uh, yesterday. So, Doc, let's get ready to get started right there. This is a terrible injury right here because you got a young man, July 1st, looking at $175 million. He has this injury, this ruptured Achilles tendon. And, Doc, basketball players don't tend to be the same player after this game. Now, this is one of the top players in the league. He's only 26 years old. What are we looking at, Doc? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, typically, you know, these 6'10", 6'11 guys that get, you know, Achilles tear, um, it is a very, very difficult injury to come back from. Um, he actually had Achilles tendonitis in his other uh, Achilles tendon on the right side. Um, and sometimes you can, uh, you know, you, you can uh, attribute that the left side to the right side as sort of a compensation mechanism. And, you know, his, uh, some people tend to have Achilles tendons that are, you know, somewhat weaker than others. Uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with genetics and how they've been playing. You know, the Achilles tendon is, is the one that lifts up the back of the heel. So uh, guys that, do, that, that are on their toes a lot as opposed to their heels a lot, you know, it has to do a lot with the chronic wear and tear on that tendon and how much do they work it out. You know, it's a very difficult injury because that, that's the only tendon in the body that doesn't have a great blood supply to it. So even when they fix it, it ha it takes an incredibly long time to heal. And you're right, the the players in, in any sport, but especially in basketball with the up and down motion and how tall these guys are with the force that they generate, it is a very difficult injury to come back from. Doc, uh, let me hold on. Doc, when you look at a timetable for Cousins, you say July 1st is when he can cash in and get a max deal, $175 million deal. 
When do you think? What do you think we'll know by July first? And when do you think he'll be at? You know, be able to play basketball again. So here's what our statistics show. Um, he's relatively young. You know, he's a young player. So getting this injury earlier than later is actually better. Um, you know, but when he does come back. Uh, there'll be other injuries that result from this sort of Achilles tendon repair and that it actually may get retorn or maybe the other side. That can happen typically 36 months after he comes back with his age group. So, you know, the deal that he signs, it's kind of after three years, it's a little bit a higher risk in terms of him not being on the court and paying him all that money. But in the first three years, you know, that Achilles tendon, he should be able to do decently with, you know, that within the first three years. Uh, but as you get older and older and older, that's where So you've got like a 10 year deal. Five, you know, maybe the half, the second half of that deal may be very, very risky in terms of him not being on the court very much. So the team would kind of want like that opt out after three years, like the players usually get. Yeah, the franchise they want is a like, team option after yeah. five years. And I'm the yeah, market, it's something like that. Yeah. Hey, Doctor, let's go to football real quick here. Uh, one of the players we're going to talk about is somebody that's not participating in the Super Bowl this week, and it's a guy that we've talked about in the past. And you've kind of scared me off him for 2018 currently. And that's Carson Wentz because of the multiple injuries that he did suffer. And if you could just give the diagnosis again and what you see for him going into 2018. Yeah, so, I mean, um, I'm, I'm sorry I was so pessimist, pessimistic before. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't, it's good to know. I didn't, I didn't, I but, but ACL and LCL, actually, uh, if he just did, I mean, he's saying that that's all he tore. However, um, you know, the IT band is also part of that complex on the lateral side. It's also called the lateral collateral ligament complex. And so it's part of that complex. So that is likely injured, even though it's, he's saying that it's just the LCL. And if he does have a damaged meniscus, all these little additional things will, you know, delay his recovery. For straight up ACL, LCL repair, we're saying it's five to six months of recovery. So that, you know, that puts him kind of, you know, right at uh, July, August and kind of, you know, getting rehabbed possibly for the first game of the season. However, he has it partially torn that we think an IT band and that's going to take longer. So from a longevity standpoint, uh, you know, sort of recovering from this injury, we're looking September, October, as opposed to July, August. And that could create a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia because if they win Super Bowl with Nick Foles and then they're four and two and Carson Wentz is healthy, that's an interesting situation right there. Doc, Rob Gronkowski, uh, I think he's going to play on Sunday. What do you think? I think he's going to play on Sunday. Um, I, again, what I've always said is the Patriots are lucky here that they got two weeks, so he'll likely clear after two weeks. But this is a uh, this is a pretty significant concussion that he sustained, and you know he's in a very he's a very aggressive player. He doesn't he doesn't hold back. He'll go head first into anything. He'll block. He'll he'll do all that stuff. If he has a head injury in this Super Bowl. Um, you know, he I'm not saying that he's risking his career like completely, but there's a percentage chance that he will do that if he has another head injury coming back for this type of concussion where there's reports where he may have lost a little bit of consciousness versus now, you know, the, the, the speculation. This is not a simple mild concussion. You know, even though he's practiced a little bit on Saturday and Sunday, he is still not clear. They still think he'll be he'll be cleared. He, if he was a mild concussion, he would have cleared immediately. This is a 
say one step above a mild concussion, and that's and that's why if he he'll play in this game. So the answer to the question, Corey, is yes. However, what is he risking by playing in this game? And he's risking the fact that you know he could have if he gets another hit like that, he could have some long-term neurological complications after he plays football. That rookie running back for the Texans, Deonta Foreman. He suffered considered like a devastating injury. Did he have multiple injuries to his leg, or am I am I missaw speaking here? Well, his main injury was the completely torn Achilles tendon, and you know this is you know we kind of dis- uh, talked about this with Demarcus Cousins, you know. But when you do tear an Achilles tendon, you do have a couple of other injuries around it that usually happen. Usually the the gas the gastroc muscle and the uh, the soleus muscles, like sort of the calf muscles, get partially torn, or they they're, they you know they sort of have contusions. Sometimes you get a <clears throat> bone contusion or a fracture, you know, associated with uh, the calcaneus or uh, the tibia or the uh, fibula, you know, sort of at the lower leg. So, you know, I'm I'm not surprised if there are surrounding injuries which will make his recovery longer. But at the end of the day, those things will heal long before the Achilles tendon. And you know, so these things can take a long time to heal. Possibly, you know, eight to twelve months. Doc, a player that for the New England Patriots who will not be on the field on Sunday is Julian Edelman. He tore his ACL uh, early in early in the year. Matter of fact, he tore his ACL. I believe it was in August in a preseason game. What is how is Julian Edelman looking for uh, OTAs in training camp? He, it's a it's a I don't want to simplify an ACL tear, but it, it, it what, from all intents and purposes of what we're seeing and what we're uh, gathering, it's a simple ACL tear. The you know surgery went well. Um, he's rehabbing. He's recovering. His complete recovery right now is set to, is set to come back on March. Uh, you know, right around the beginning of March. So he'll be it'll be after the Super Bowl and so OTAs and all of that. He should be good to go for unless he has a setback. Doc, let's switch to baseball. I think Corey just threw this one on for me. But, uh, <laughs> David Wright, Mister yeah. Met, is there really uh, any hope uh, at, at this point? Yeah, um, do we have a 20-minute show dedicated to David Wright? You <laughs> no, know, we need a David um, Wright special. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know, I feel really, really bad for this guy. He's a good dude, and uh, you know, it, he's he's just uh, he's been suffering quite considerably. You know, he had a grade four rotator cuff repair, and even before that, he you had decompression in the spine because of his disc herniation was causing so many problems neurologically. A laminotomy is where you remove the back part of the spine at that level so that you create space so none nothing hits up against the you know he had that spinal stenosis so you have to open up that canal um, having a surgery like that and coming back from it and having the same power is almost a near impossibility. I know he wants to play, but he had this type of surgery, you know, September. Uh, the shoulder surgery was in September, a grade four rotator cuff, and the back surgery was in October. These are likely six, seven, eight months of recovery time, not, you know, three months of recovery time or four months of recovery time. So um, if anything at all, you'll see him sometime near the all-star break. Doc, should David Wright retire? You know, it's hard to tell a 34-year-old who loves the, the game of baseball that to retire. 
but these are retireable type of injuries. You know, the last thing you want him to do is to suffer another lower back injury that could sort of jeopardize, you know, just life in general in terms of his ability to manu- uh, yeah. to, to move and, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I think that he has to consider that strongly at this point, um, you know, in his career with all of these devastating type of injuries that he suffered. Because I also believe he's had multiple wrist injuries, wrist fractures. He's had, you know, he's had, it's not just the back and the rotator cuff. I mean, I think there's about 12 to 13 types of injuries over the last four years. All right, there you go, InsideInjuries.com, the Inside Injuries app available for download in the App Store, Google Play Store. That's my man, Dr. A. Dr. A, thanks a lot, buddy. Talk to you uh, later on in the week on Roto Experts. Absolutely, guys. Have a good day. All right, this Dr. A. Dr. A has run. He has surgery to do this morning. We don't know who the surgery is on, but we will make sure that. I'm it's... just glad it's not me. I mean, if I was getting surgery, I would want Dr. A, but I'm yes. glad I'm not getting surgery. Exactly. There you go, right there. So we bring the all in kid back when we come back. Jamon Bushrod, offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins, to join the program. Got some stuff, some information to get into about that. It's fantasy frenzy. When I looked at David Wright thing on uh, his status, it said 2018 with a question mark behind it. Normally not a good sign. We'll be right back on the Frenzy. The only kid rejoins the program. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. <laughs> Florio, embrace the hate, Florio. Come to the dark side. There you go, Florio. You're being recruited. Wait, what, do you, how, what do you mean it's not the real? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Jake, what do you mean it's not the real firm? That was just Nas. That was affirmative action. The firm was on that joint. That's a, that's on the firm album. Yeah, but it's not his. his. They're on it. It's not his. It's not the firm album. It's Nas's album, affirmative action. That was on that album. It's Nas. I have to look that up. Trust me, I, I listened to that. That's yeah, I, I, I bought that joint like three or four all times. The time. Yeah. I, I'm, hold on, I'm, wait a minute. Now, you mean to tell me affirmative action is part of that affirmative album? Affirmative action is not album. on Firmbiz. Affirmative action. I Google affirmative action now. I'm in like a political. <laughs> 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 I listen. I, I come here for that. It's the one with his like faded face with the You're city right. behind You're right. It is. Jake, just the Jake, all-in Jake kid. Said he Look knew at it. that. Yeah. He said he knew it. It's, it's, it certainly was. I had no idea, to be I, honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, you didn't watch none of the Grammys last night. You was watching wrestling, right? I was watching wrestling in the X Games. Okay, the X Games. How was the X Games joint? I never really got into that. Well, it was really good. Got some previews and some insight into what we can expect for the Olympics as well. Nice. There you go right there. The Winter Olympics. I'm man. excited for the Olympics. I don't do the Winter Olympics. It's nothing there for me. 
Because you don't do the snow? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really try not to talk You're not like Rocky, to... Rocky No, I'm not like Rocky. Running down the mountain with the yeah. log on his shoulder. It's not my thing. I don't, I don't, nothing went, I like, I don't have nothing, like, like, the USA hockey team. I'm rooting for I'm them. I'm so pissed that the, the NHLers are not going to be in the Olympics. Oh, so yeah, so now they got amateurs. <laughs> I'll root for them. I'm not you going to watch it. To the snowboarding or skiing at all? No, the snowboarding's cool. The skiing's cool. Nothing I, for I yeah. still, to this day, like growing up with ABC, like the wide world of sports. Yeah. Come on. Thrill of Victory. That's Thrill of Victory. Agony, that, that intro with that guy spilling out. On yeah. The, that, that was crazy. Nothing. It's, it's nothing for me. The hot, the, the figure skating. Figure skating. Well, you gotta Itania. have like Itania. a. You gotta Excellent have a celebrity. Movie. Like you gotta have a celebrity figure skater for me to be into we, the figure we skating. We do need a little more. Um, you know, maybe somebody like something like it happened twenty something years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need some. We need some controversy to get into the exactly. figure skating. I think there's no real good broadcasters in the Winter Olympics. You know, like. I don't know. It's fun. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really. I know a lot of people like curling. I'm not into it. I'm sorry, just my give it a try, friends Corey. up north. Just, I, I, you don't I'm have to. A, just, just to. give the <laughs> snowboard and skiing half pipe and slope style. Just give those events a chance. Those are best. Those are the X game events. Yeah, no, that, the like, like he said, like Jake's saying, the the X game events are, are are cool. They are fun to watch. I mean, men and women's is is both really good. And you know, I don't know. I I, I do like kind of all of it. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll do a show with all, like, Parker's on and make, like, we're actually yeah. there. They or you can hear there. things like when they do, like, a triple cork indie grav 1920. I don't know what that is, though. You see, that's the problem. Cork, a, cork, a, a cork is when they rotate, like, think of a cork when you put the spiral into it. So you're, also, you're rotating over top of yourself and around at the same time. Jake, are you a big skier or a snowboarder? Snowboarder, not not as much anymore. I've actually been snowboarding like three years. I probably would be pretty rusty. <laughs> I went skiing a few times. I did like skiing. I never uh, went snowboarding. I, w- I wish I did though. But actually, I've been skiing, but I never like. I it was the weekend that we went up that joint. It was in. We I went. I've been twice. The kids like it. My kids crazy. <laughs> my my kids are thrill seekers. I'm not. You know, but it's always it's too cold for me. It was miserable. I stayed back in the cabin like the whole time. You know the what I'm saying? Basking rug, the fireplace. Well, then we did. Uh, this, I tell you, well, I don't. I think the statue of limitations on this. Fantasy exec after dark. I was high school years. I was shy. I think the statue of limitations on this might be over, but um, hopefully it is. I don't want the Vermont police <laughs> coming to the studio. But we went up in there. Um, we went up in a in the convenience store. I mean, we didn't. You know, juice the joint. We didn't. <laughs> we went up in there. We took the stuff and we ran out. You know what I'm saying? So it was it fun. Happens when we're teenage boys. Boom. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't talking. Tomfoolery. Yeah, we wasn't. Please don't come look. Please don't come get me and put me in jail for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Please, it's not that serious. I will pay whatever it was. So whatever. I think we might have took a couple bags of chips. We was young. In the snow, acting crazy, and then a homeboy of mine, he wanted to like go streaking. He did it, and he got in trouble, and they had to send him back to the Bronx. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I my senior ski trip, I got a knock at the door while I was uh, enhanced. No, I was getting it on. <laughs> One of the teachers knocked on the door. There you go. It's never a kind good of ruined the moment. So yeah, so there you go. Be careful. And young people listening to this, when you go on your, your senior ski trip, uh, don't don't be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Just be, be be wary of the things that can happen. So there's only one thing on your mind when you're in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the same token. I I remember that this is so sad that I say, well, I'm not going to date myself. I'm not going to do that. It was a very big football game. 
um, involving the Dallas Cowboys when I was on my senior ski trip. I was just thinking of like a Scott joke for you, Corey. Isn't that what you usually do on a Friday night? Date yourself? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you. that, that's a good one too, Jake. That, that is, is a good Scott, Scott joke. Yeah, that is, that is. Oh, me and Scott, I, Scott, I, I was on the, on, the, on the Roto Experts Weekend Edition, which I'm a part of now. Um, we was talking with, uh, with the king, and um, he um, I was talking about how the Patriots should have really lost the last four Super Bowls that they were in. But, of course, they ended up winning the games. And, I, you yeah. know, Scott was like, well, you can't say that. But I was like, well, you'd run the ball on the one-yard line with Marshawn Lynch. You get a W, and then you don't, like, ATL the joint Kyle Shanahan. You get the W. But now it's time to go out to the hotline. Um, Super Bowl week, everything going down out there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. want to welcome into the program Jamon Bushrod from the Miami Dolphins. Jamon, what's going on, my man? I'm good, man. How you guys doing today? Ain't nothing much. Doing well. Corey Parson, fantasy executive, all in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Uh, Jamon, tell us about right quick. You're out there doing some work with the Visualize and Rise Foundation. What exactly is that, and uh, how can we get involved? Visualize and Rise Foundation. What we do is, uh, you know, we try to help at-risk youth and uh, for the next journey. Um, what we try to do is we try to raise money for scholarships for the various programs that we have. Um, we're just trying to take some of the financial burden off of these kids when they take that next step um, in, in furthering their education. So, you know, we have uh, golf tournaments that fund our scholarship program. We have football camps. We, you know, we do stuff around the holidays, give away meals, gifts, and things like that just to uh, help individuals, help, you know, help 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 some some kids in need, it helps the families in need and you know, it just uh, it makes us feel good that we're in a position to help out as much as we can. All right, Jermon, Jake Seeley here. Look at the next year. You have Eric Studisville coming in as the DB running backs coach and I know that doesn't mean as much for the offensive lineman like yourself, but when you have a situation like that where he's going to be handling the run game and changes like that being made, how much acclimation, how much time do you need and what does that really mean for you guys on the offensive line next year? It's just about kind of just figuring out his philosophy and what he wants the running backs to do so we can all be on the same page and uh, you know whether I'm there next year whatever the future holds you know you have to get those reps and OTAs and you know four OTAs all those reps all those those reps on air and when you have the opportunity to go to OTAs and minicamp and, and you can kind of get your you know get your identity figure out what your identity is going to be going into the year and uh, you know, taking that once training camp starts, you have to you have to build on that. You know, it's no it's no reset button in training camp and when the season starts. So it's just about finding out his philosophy, what he wants to get done, and you know what we you know what we can do on offensive line and quarterbacks and receivers, how we can all be on the same page. Because you know you, you can't throw the ball every play, you definitely can't run it every play. If you have that good balance and everybody is uh, kind of tied in, and it, it, it all worked out. Hey, Jermon, being that Super Bowl week is now upon us, is this the time of year where you got the uh, ring out and you're rocking the bling and, you know, gives you an excuse to kind of show it off? I mean, it's something I probably would be doing, but is, is that something that happens now? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, man. I, uh, I, have, I, really, I, don't, I haven't put that ring on man in probably like three or four years. Uh, but I will be at home. It's it's it's, a, it's in a safe place, and I'll be watching. Uh, you know, I'll be watching the game. You know, with some family members. So I might I might break it out. And, you know, it's going to bring back a lot of memories of uh, that journey. Cause, you know, that was a special year. 
not just for myself, but for the whole team, for the you know, for the organization, for the city of New Orleans. So it just kind of brings back some great memories and just uh, replays the journey, you know, to get there, how hard it was, how good it felt. So uh, yeah, you know, every time I, I do watch football, it kind of takes me back there. But talking with Jamal Bushrod. Min- I mean, excuse me, Minnesota Vikings. That's Minnesota's where the Super Bowl is at. Uh, talking to Jamal Bushrod, Miami Dolphins, old lineman, Super Bowl, former uh, Super Bowl champion also. I forgot to mention that at the top. The Visualize and, excuse me, you might get this correct, the Visualize and Rise Foundation. Make sure you look into that, helping youth around the country. Um, Jamal, you're from the King George, Virginia area. Am I, is that, that's correct, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think you might know my man Grant Paulson. Um, he's a good buddy of mine. Oh I, man, I went to, I went to, I went to, I went to school with him, man. I grew up with Grant, man, and um, yeah, he's 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 a, he has a tremendous career, man. He started when he was <laughs> when he two. was like I believe in like middle school. He was like school. two, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was going on yeah, David Letterman when he was a toddler. So nah, that's my guy too. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my guy too. Same area as Chris Brown. I believe Tory Smith is from that area also. So. Um, yeah. I want to ask you about a wide receiver on your team, though, that uh, on the Miami Dolphins that we really haven't seen live up to his full potential yet. Um, how is it the, the working with Devontae Parker? Do you think it's been some roadblocks and stuff, or do you think it's, it's a player still trying to find his way in the league before that breakout happens? You, you, gotta, you still have to realize that Devontae has done some, he's done some special things in his league, and I think um, – you know, I believe what he just finished his what third year, I believe. So uh, it, it gets to a point where you know he's going. It's going to be a it's going to be a fork in the road. You know, is he, is he going to do, is he going to go left and, and, and not be the player that you know he can live up to be, or is he going to go right? And to be honest, I think he's going to go right because I've seen him. Um, you know, you see, when you're a young player, you have to see somebody, you have to see him mature, you have to see them. You know, get a better understanding of the game and what's what's it going to take for you to be at your highest level, uh, 16 games out of the season and hopefully more. So I've seen him, you know, with my own eyes. You know, he's spending more time with, uh, you know, with, with the physical, you know, with our physical therapists and our sports science staff to to make sure his body is up to par. And you know, with with that, you know, with maturity comes. The ability to start doing more things, and, and, and I think you know you, you, you expect to see something pretty special out of Devontae. You know he's shown flashes, and the great thing about it, he's still young, he's fast, and he has great hands, and, and you know he has a passion about the game. So I think he's taking the right, you know, I think he's taking the right steps, and, and you know it, it's it's a you know, it's his time, it's his time to to go and and, and have a have a big year and. and and hopefully take care of his family financially one day. All right, Javon, I want to ask you about another wide receiver and have a little bit of fun here with you. Somebody you didn't, you, you missed Kenny Stills while you were in New Orleans, but if you've ever seen him on Twitter, which I'm sure you have, he has some pretty off-the-wall tweets. At I actually used to do dramatic readings of Kenny Stills' tweets on one of my radio shows. If you had to be stuck <laughs> on a plane for 10 hours, is he the guy that you would want to be stuck next to? Because he just seems off-the-wall today. Well, I, I, I enjoy King. He's a, he's passionate about the game, but he's also passionate about things. I guess uh, off the field, social issues. Um, you know, we're we're in a, a very sensitive time, I think, in our country. And uh, you know, Kenny's passionate about equality. He's, he's passionate about you know human rights and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, 
He's, a, he's an interesting guy, though. You know, I've seen him. He, he's finally he's done some things in this football game, but then now, you know, he has had the opportunity to get out in the community and, and he's touched a lot of lives. And, you know, he's a very interesting guy. He's a good dude. You know, uh, from the outside looking in, you know, he's, he's his opinion, he's going to put it out there. You know, he was hard on the sleeve type of guy, but, you know, he's a, he's a good guy to have in the locker room. Hey, Jermaine, yesterday was the Pro Bowl, and my question here is, you've been there multiple times, you've been selected. Is it like the going to Hawaii, or as I listened to on the radio when I was driving back to the city, I kept hearing the players that were interviewed, kept talking about the money, which I found interesting, and I kind of liked that they were out there, you know, they, they wanted bragging rights, but they also wanted that money. How did you approach it? To me, yeah, when I went out there, man, it was in Hawaii, and I thought, to be honest, it's, I thought that I thought that was the best way to do it. I mean, both times I went, it was out in Hawaii. It was pretty cool. But um, I approached it, you know, it, it was it was a vacation kind of, you know, for the family. But, you know, you had those days. You had a couple hours of work. You had to get the work done because at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to go out there and play like a regular season game or playoff game. But, you know, you have to go out there to try to win. And then, um I know a lot of people, you know, they have their you know, have very high opinions on the pro bowl and they're watching. You know, the guys aren't going as hard as they can, but, you know, some people really don't understand how violent of a game uh, it can be when things get real. And it does get pretty real, and, you know, towards the end of the third quarter and in the fourth quarter when that, you know, when that extra twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 is off the line. So, you know, it was all fun and games the first half, but the second half it was like buckle up and get ready to go. Some guys tried to uh, – you know, get, get that extra pocket thing. No doubt about that. Talking with Jamar Bushrod, Miami Dolphin, O-Lyman. Jamar, I got two for you, then I want to let you go. Obviously, I want everybody to check mm-hmm. out the Visualize and Rise Foundation. That's Visualize and Rise, Rise spelled R-I-Z-E. Um, every week, you know, we are not in Miami. We're not Dolphins players. We're not in the locker room. But as casual fans, looking at games and stuff like that and looking at press conferences, Adam Gase doesn't seem like he's a happy guy. Uh, your head coach, he always yeah. seems like he has his scrawl on his face and stuff like that. I have to ask you, how is it working with Adam Gase? He seems to be n- n- not not in the, not in good spirits all the time. Well, you know, going back looking at last year, um, last year was a very challenging year, not just you know for the players, for the organization, but it was a challenging year for the head coach. You know, uh, we we didn't live up. To our potential, we didn't we didn't do the things that we needed to do on the football field. We had some off the field issues, uh, players and coaches. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know that goes directly back on his shoulders. So you know, as as tough as you know the players and the coaches feel, um, the head coach feels feels pretty bad. But it's magnified because you know everything falls on his shoulders. So. You know, it just wasn't really that much to be really excited about because we didn't we didn't do the things that we were capable of doing. You know, we lost our starting quarterback. We had uh, you know the first game issues with the hurricane. You know, yep. losing the bye week. And we had uh, you, you know the issues we have. I don't really have to sit here and talk about it too much. Yeah, no, your coach um, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so we had a lot of things that happened, and then you know we get out there and we're not starting games the way we were supposed to, we're not finishing games the way we were supposed to, we really couldn't put it together. You know, I think our best game of the year was uh, the Monday night versus the Patriots, but um, he was very happy after that, and then, you know, it was a good week of practice, hard week of practice, so 
it's 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 just tough to smile when things just aren't really going to the best of your ability. But the thing I love about Coach Gates is competition is always at a high level, and he expects a lot out of you. And when he doesn't get it out of you, uh, you're going to see it. You're going to see it on his face, and you're going to see it in the way that he's talking. And uh, I think most coaches are like that. But you know, he's a, he's a second year, you know, head coach, and you know his first year. Things were going up. We needed to play off. We were hoping to feed off of that. And um, things just didn't go the way that he he foresaw, the way that I, you know, the way that I seen, the way I felt like it was going to go. Um, you know, no it's a whole new year. He's going yeah, he's going to go back, evaluate, and we got to come back next year. And he, you know, put our best foot forward. Cool. Let me get in here. One last one before we let you go. Right quick. Once again, check out the Visualize and Rise Foundation. Rise R I Z E. How are you doing health-wise and when you think you'll be full, uh, fully 100% and ready to go? Uh, I got a few more months ahead of me. You know, um, I don't know if you follow my social media at all, but I definitely had, I had surgery uh, seven days ago. And, uh, you know, I've had, um, I had to get my thumb and my wrist fixed up, something, you know, I was feeling with pretty much all year. I finally got it fixed up. And, you know, probably about three, four months, I'll be, I'll be ready to go and, Figuring out you know, where life will take that, but uh, you know, health-wise, I'm okay. You know, it's just mm-hmm. this, this is just part of the process. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jamal Bushrod, Miami Dolphins. Once again, the Visualize and Rise Foundation, R-I-Z. Thanks, Jamal. Good luck and uh, speedy recovery, my man. Thanks for having me on. All right. There you go, right there, Jamal Bushrod, Miami Dolphins. Offensive lineman, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl champion, Pro Bowl multiple times, Pro Bowl multiple times. It's nice. It's pretty cool. It should be in Hawaii though. It, it, I, I, I agree. I, I agree with you. That Jake, he says, uh, thumb and wrist injuries. He should be ready to go. He's got a little bit of recovery ahead for him, but he should be ready, ready to go and be uh, right back to being a starter, a starter in that Miami Dolphins O line. Well, that'd be definitely good for Drake next year. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's what we're hoping that 100%. we see is financing yeah, yeah. owners. Uh, it's more Kenyon Drake, less Damian Williams. I didn't want to say that to him because him and Damian Williams could be roommates or something. Yeah, like no, you, 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 you can't do it. Teammates. But yeah. <laughs> well, we did say, he said Adam Gase was, had a tough year. <laughs> we could tell. <laughs> that was fun. So, all right, so that was cool. BFFs, Fancy Best Friends Forever coming up next. Don't forget today, I, I'm quite sure the the, uh, the crew on Target Fantasy got a Super Bowl extravaganza plan for the week coming up so make sure you're back for them at 4 p.m eastern time a little bit of red heat and rage also at noon for the all-in kid jake Sealy for wall street matt patika i'm Corey parson the fantasy executive we out